Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, number 130. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George the Bone King, and my voice cracked speaking, and I'm joined by my lovely friend... Adrian the Masterful Dude of Dooliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandose co-hosts. <laughs> it is I, James, Dr. Rude Ramos, M.D., Holy shit, there's three of us. I know, right? <laughs> I feel a little crowded. This That's is wild. It's, been, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But uh, Bone King, what type of show are we doing today? Well, today's show is going to be a Freaky Five favorite movie outfits. So this is actually a really interesting topic. Um, I, first off, just want to say three's a crowd, and I'm just happy to be in this crowd with you guys. Aww. Aww. I and forgot it, how much I hated your faces. It's good times. It's a good reminder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so today's episode, we're basically just going to be looking at uh, Freaky Five, which is basically we make a list of five, top five, very simple, of outfits we like in movies. Now, there was a little bit of contention on what we're doing here, whether we want to wear the outfit, whether we like the outfit. I'm leaving it up to you. Uh-huh. So it's up to you. It's your favorite outfits in film. Uh-huh. However you want to take that. Okay, so here we go. Uh, before we get into that, though, let's get into our recents. So who wants to start us off? Uh, I can go ahead and start us off because my recents is super limited. I haven't had a lot of time. I've been expanding my knowledge for my evil enterprises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got to expand the skill set, make sure that you're always consistent and relevant. So I haven't had a lot of time. So the only thing that I've watched and finished is The Legend of Vox Machina. Oh, oh wow. Okay, you finished it? Yeah. As it's only, in- yeah, it's 12 episodes. I thought it'd be like an ongoing thing. Or did I mean, they I'm release sure there'll be 12? another season. Yeah, they released all 12. Oh, I'm, oh no, they released thing. like three at a time. Okay. Over the course of like four weeks. Because I thought it would be still coming out or something. No. I'm surprised. Okay, cool. Uh, It was fucking awesome. Yeah? It Truly incredible. Uh, I love, again, I, I mentioned this before, but the animation from Titmouse Studio is top notch. It really is, like, quality, it, and it fits the comedy and the action so well. And for those of you who uh, who don't know, so this uh, this animated series pretty much covers the first... It's really the second, but nobody gives a fuck about the first. So it's the first important major story arc from the original campaign. It's called the the the, the Briarwood campaign. The and that's Briarwood the one where they finally, I guess, started taking it seriously, quote unquote. But which makes me want a prequel series where they just do all the zany shit on the first one. You know what I mean? Well, because the, the thing is, is that like, A, this was them picking up from a home. When, the, when they first started, they were literally in the middle of a home game. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of stuff happened to their characters that we never got to see. Which have now been explored in like novels and comic books and Spin-off stuff like that. Spin-off films. Yeah. Children's toy lines, sure, absolutely. But uh, it's a booming franchise. But so this, so this, so this isn't an origin story for Vox Machina. So it doesn't start off with like them meeting and all of that stuff. This starts off with them as being established party already. That can work too. Like instead I think of it works time great. That yeah. I will say this, and it's something I love. Uh, Marisha Ray got a lot of shit for her character Keyleth. When the first campaign came out. Mm-hmm. And like people were like, like the internet was not kind to Marisha Ray. Wait, the internet not I being know. kind? That's and a lot it of took character. a long time for them to figure out that their problem was Keyleth and not Marisha. And they couldn't separate the fucking character from the person. Uh-huh. The show fixes the Keyleth problem 
and it makes Keyleth into one of the best and most interesting characters in the show. I love it. I love, you know, and also I I love because you know when they're doing it on Critical Role. Uh-huh. Like yeah, they're voicing the characters and all that, but they're not in character 100% of the time. So like huh. you, you see Travis Willingham putting on Grog's voice. Like he's because they're not following a script. It's yeah, it's moving forward exactly. improving. So, so it's actually really cool to get characterized versions that like fully fleshed out versions of these characters mm-hmm. where you don't see Sam Regal. You just see Scanlan Shorthalt. Or you don't see, you know, uh Laura Bailey. You just see Vexalia. Like it 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 makes the characters so much more concrete now. And like honestly characters that I didn't care for as much when they were on Critical Role, I like a lot more now. Just because, like, I don't know, they, they're more... They have more of a purpose yeah. because they're here. I mean, they, some, people more would complete. Say, some people would say that that aspect, that kind of uh, levity, is what makes D&D so memorable. But I sure. guess you could just go, I guess, watch the old campaign. Because it well, has to be impromptu no, and like this, that. So. And this still has levity in it. Uh-huh. Like, Scanlan Shorthalt is the bard. He's your typical horny bard. Mm-hmm. Played well, by Sam I mean, yeah. Uh But, like, he, like, all of his, spe- like, his loot plays like an electric guitar like he's you you know he's throwing up middle fingers like there's a lot of like D like table humor in this but it's still folded into more traditional storytelling and i okay. like that it's a really good it, it's nice to experience it this way and even if you're not a fan of never mind critical role but of D, if you're just a fan of like animation watch it it was solid from beginning to end it really was uh and that is honestly it because you didn't, you didn't finish Peacemaker? No, not yet. I haven't finished Peacemaker. I haven't finished Book of Boba Fett. I haven't finished... Uh, shit, I haven't even finished Only Murders in the Building. Mm. It's a lot of things. It's just because I've been gone for a month, and like all of those things need to be watched with Mischievous. And with everything going on, we just haven't had time. So we're slowly catching up now. Got it. Got this is it. why Al just watches things without me. He doesn't even care. He's just like, I'm not waiting. I'll watch it again with you. And it's like... <laughs> Fine. 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 Uh, what I got do you a got, dude? pretty meaty uh, recents here, so I'll just burn real quick. I just left the theaters today, and I finished watching The Batman. Honestly, I think it lives up to the hype. This is very much the best Batman movie I've ever seen. You've ever seen? Well, okay. a lot. I've gotten a lot Whoa. of different responses about that on the internet. I no, haven't this seen is, it, so I don't know. This is honestly a masterpiece. In terms okay. of storytelling, in terms of weight, in terms of the acting, there is not one bad performance in the entire film. The only criticism I have is that it is a little too long, but my God, I literally, and I, and I don't like to be super hyperbolic when it comes to these things, but I did cry during a very dramatic moment. Uh-huh. Andy Serkis is fucking Alfred. Nailed it for me. Also, Robert Pattinson has fully fucking arrived. Please watch the Batman. If you, it's three hours, yes, but I'd be willing to watch at home a fucking director's cut of four hours for this shit. This was so fucking good. Mind you, it is Grimdark Batman. 
Ugh. It is emo Batman. I mean, you're not getting 66 Batman here. Well, sure. we saw him in the fucking Mike. However, Kimball. there are two Easter eggs of 66 Batman here. Are there? There are fucking. Yes. There is. There well, is a lot it, of no. reverence for the past. And I, I, I don't want you to tell me anything about I'm it. I'm not going. To. But the thing I'm most interested in is the Penguin. Sold it. Nailed it. I'm I, super. I, I don't want to okay, hear right, anything. I'm just saying we saw MCR uh, Helena Church, Robert Pattinson in the church doing the whole entire thing. Like, he was there. So we know we're getting grimdark. But first off, I take umbrage with your fucking, like, oh, this is where Robert Pattinson comes up. Bro, did you watch Good Times? Uh, you also saw The Lighthouse. but the, but And The Lighthouse. But He's guess fantastic. what, George? Guess what, George? Neither one of those are a huge blockbuster. That doesn't matter. This is his first. I see what he's saying. This is his first since Twilight to be a huge theatrical production to have truly, like, removed. He's saying, like, this will be the chance for, like, the Robert Pattinson, Pattinson renaissance. Like, where he okay. can re-enter, like, like, blo- like, leading man status. Don't, don't get me All wrong. Right. The man is an amazing actor. I did not see Good Time, but I oh, love, good time. That's right. adore <laughs> The Lighthouse. That is one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my life. This man. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I also finished Peacemaker. Really fucking funny. John Cena kills it. I absolutely love it. And I can't wait for season two. I've been much to the chagrin of most people. I I did say earlier in the year, my goal for this year in terms of TV was to watch all of Seinfeld, all of Curb. I am right now in season four of Seinfeld. I can vehemently say that season three is where it really knows what it is. And and the writing is really well here, but the first two seasons are a bit of a slog. And to ask anybody to sit through two seasons of anything is really fucking that's that's a that's a hostage situation. <laughs> uh, I saw two Academy Award uh, nominated Best Pictures, uh-huh. which are Spencer, starring Kristen Stewart, who's who plays Lady Diana. Yes, how is that? You can't watch it with mischievous. Okay. You can watch it yourself. Okay, but how I I my my question is how is Kristen's performance? Oh, 100%. I don't think it's better than Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye Baker. Okay, sure. I think Jessica Chastain is winning that award. Sure. Cuz they're both nominated for best actress. And let me fucking tell you, those two fucking brought it. It's just Spencer is a little bit up its own ass. I mean, it's oh yeah, I get you. It's it's a little pretentious with some of its theming, and it's a little bloated. But overall, I loved it. I loved watching it. I would watch it again. The eyes of Tammy Faye, I feel, is super underrated. Andrew Garfield killed it. Vinny D'Onofrio playing a fucking uh, Jerry Falwell, mm-hmm. great because he's g- good at playing pieces of shit. Um, but yeah, that's just without saying. I also started playing The Division. Pretty fun game to just go in there and shoot them up. It's basically Ghost Recon, but in New York. But it really looks good. I really enjoy how lived in the city is. Cool. And I got it like on sale for like five bucks. And lastly, The Bone and I both went in day first on a fighting game. We went in on King of Fighters 15. That is correct. I was going to make a math joke about division, but it's okay. We've already gone past it. Uh, (laughs) 
But yes, King of Fighters, because I actually it would have subtracted from the show. It beautiful brought it back. Thank you so much. So, King of Fighters 15, you and I have some some concerns over mains because we both love Vanessa. Oh, hold on one second, King of Fighters is basically an amount. It's a series. It's a fighting game, right? Yeah, there are fifteen of them. Yeah, thank you. But it, there is something behind it because it's an amalgamation of a bunch of SNK titles. Like, did you know that, by the way, that it's Fatal Fury and like Mark of the Wolf and a whole bunch of other games. And right. that's where the teams come from and all that. I'm just learning about this franchise. So if I say something wrong, feel free to crucify me on Twitter. However, um, there are fucking what, like 40 characters in this 39 game? 39 characters at launch. So like, we just had such a fun time finding our main. So go ahead and finish. I just want to mention yeah, that that's the, how many characters. Because I played 14 and that's something I really wanted to play with you. No. But then 15 came out and you were like, fuck it, I'll get 15. I was like, fuck it, I'll get 15 as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I was hyped from day one. I have been promoting this shit. I really love how fun this game is. Yes. And it is super, I think the best way to say it it is easy to pick up, difficult to master. Yeah, in, in I can terms say that. in terms of the inputs and stuff like that. Um, I really do like the team aspect, but I like that this game offers you. Oh, you could do one v one. Yeah, and we could do a round system. That's so great. There is a wealth of fucking content for a fighting game here, and I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see some of your stream. Athena's a fucking annoying bitch. Sagamon! I cannot fucking stand Athena. Yeah, no, no one can. Also, Robert Garcia, CPU max level is fucking bullshit. I cannot stand your fucking dragon punch. Fuck you. Garcia's got everything, though, Robert. Bro, Garcia. (laughs) My Vanessa just auto-dies to Garcia. But I have something to say. I was playing King of Fighters last night. I may have to change my main, bro, to my my Shiri on you. Oh, Fucking good, dude. I, I overheads, I mix-ups. Oh my god, this bitch got it all. So right now my team is Vanessa, Mai, and Shermy. Shermy's great. All girls. The girls in SNK are the best. I I mean. Oh, this isn't. Uh, this is just topical. But happy birthday to Chung Lee. Her birthday was last. Yeah, oh yeah, yesterday. It's not SNK. It's Capcom. But still, I hear well, you. Well, SNK versus Capcom happened, and God. Damn you, That's Capcom. Bring it back. I know. So now that this is out and K- KOF has more of like a another boost in attention, now would be a really good time to do some sort of crossover with that. But as I called before, I have a feeling you're going to get Team Street Fighter. Like as a DLC. one Because there's a season pass. Here's, here's my problem. Yeah. Here's my problem. And I think we really need to do this type as a show. And we hinted at it when we did the fighting games episode. What would you consider the trinity of Street Fighter characters. Obviously, it's Ryu. Obviously, Chun-Li. Who's the third? It's either Guile or Blanca, but it's usually Guile. I would say See, Guile, I thought yeah. it was Bison. No. No, Bison's, Bison's the bad guy. He's not usually paired with the good guys. No, but he's honestly one of the face. He's the long And excuse me, his name so. is Vega, or is it Balrog? Shit, because they switch names. <laughs> yeah. I forgot which one was which, uh, though. Whatever. Balrog and Bison change names. Okay, so is he Balrog to you? Or he should be Balrog. Balrog is the boxer. I know, but in, in America, Jap- yeah, but in, in Japan, uh, Bison is Balrog, and Balrog is Bison. It's okay. needlessly yes. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, and Bison, dude, uh, Guile, maybe Guile. Guile was the lead of the movie. Yeah, like there's a reason the, for that. I don't know if the well, movie that was said because they well, no, but he was selected <laughs> because of his popularity. I'm just going to end my point with maybe you're right because the American national anthem is Guile's theme. And let me ask you this: 
How many people do you think know off the top of their head Bison's main move? Psycho Crusher? Uh-huh. And how many people do you think know Sonic Boom? Uh, I mean, we're all just forgetting about Dalsim, though. I mean, he's extremely <laughs> popular. Like, but I guess, yeah. I mean, in terms of more recognizable. Ooh, what about like, Cammy? Because I prefer Cammy over God. But in no, terms but of popularity. Oh, all right, this is a whole other show. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm deviating. But, I, how quickly but, we forget about Ken. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because Ken's basically Ryu. We don't, I know. I don't but usually like, have player two, so. Isn't there, like, <laughs> literally one of the title screens, just the two of them back to back? Sure. Yes, but that's... <laughs> That's not the same. It's not well, a also, Street Fighter Five Ken. It looks god awful. Anyway, sure. hold on. So back to King of Fighters. There is a season pass, and I'm not really more like as upset with this season pass. Although I don't like any season passes, just in general. Tune because, into that episode of What Kills a Game. Yeah, we oh yeah we did that. Um, but yeah, so like I just feel like you said it before. This game provides a wealth of content. It seems as though it was designed, and this is now part of my recents. It seems as though it was sort of designed with the forefront for it being a fun fighting game. Mm -hmm. The idea of, like, there is no crypt system that's so drip-feeding all this content like in Mortal Kombat. There's no heavy focus on tokens and stupid shit like I think Street you're Fighter. speaking English. I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very, I'm, I, it's frame-counting English. Keep up. Uh, but no, so I'm just saying that, like, there was a lot of, there is a lot of content in this game, and a lot of different places you can explore with all the different teams that are available, and with the season pass, I have a feeling that one of the, the teams that they're announcing, because there's four of them, two of them already been revealed, and there's two coming out, one of them is gonna be Team Street Fighter. I just have a feeling. I'd be, I mean, I would absolutely be down for that, um, and obviously I'm gonna pay for it. So I thought I haven't bought the season pass yet, but there is a character that okay. So really quick, are are you done with your points on that? I'll just move right. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, no, okay, no, okay. no. All right. So I got into King of Fighters 15 by basically seeing the dude rave about it on all these chats. Like, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Oh my gosh, look at all the things. I kept fucking showing you the big dudes. Yes, and I was no, like, because that's okay. how you sell a game to George. It works. I got my interest. I started paying attention. No bellies in this game though. It's kind no. of a shame there's not one belly. But either way, like, I know... Oh, my God. What if there's a team of Tekken? There, I, might, be there might be Tekken. And they, br and they bring in that guy. Uh, the one you... Bob? Bob that beat they, the... You know for a... F we can't do this now. We'll have a thing, but you know Bob isn't in the fucking triad on that one. I'm just saying. Anyway, it's obviously Kazuya, Heihachi, and someone. Paul. Paul, yes. Anyway. Nina. Sorry. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, I basically saw you raving about it on on any basically chat room we were in. I just wanted somebody to listen, and and I knew about the SNK characters from the Capcom versus SNK <gasps> card fighters. Yeah, you've yeah. mentioned this. Yeah, I didn't play Capcom versus SNK the fighting games all that much, maybe like once. But although I you really... love that soundtrack, oh, it's fantastic! Oh my gosh, um, fucking. Uh, Oh God! Now it's a, this is true love we're making. Thank yeah. you. It took me a second. I was trying. I almost did Marvel vs. Capcom. I'm gonna take you for a ride. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not the right game. Um, either way, back to my point here. I saw you really liking it, and I saw like, oh man. So SNK has always been really quality with like the amount of characters yeah. and all the different things you can do. It's just they've had a lot of problems with presentation, like in 14. And if you were already on the fucking on board with it, I was like. All right, let me buy King of Fighters 2002 for the Switch. For like two dollars for eight dollars, right. which is not that bad at all. All the king, most of the old King of Fighters games are on the Switch for eight bucks. 
Fantastic, by the way. I recommend it. Um, I really liked 2002 and was like, holy shit, yeah, I think I'm going to buy 15. I thought I'd be fine with just 2002, but no. I was like, no, I'm really liking these systems. I really like K, and I really want to play on him in the fucking real deal No, 15. there's also Yama, Yamamashi, Yamashi. Okay, some... Yamazaki's not in yeah. 15, but he was in 2002, and I love him. So, no, but he's one of the characters announced, isn't he? But that's the thing. So when I, I, I got into 2002 first, and I was like, all right, this is my team. Can't wait to play as Yamazaki in 15. Oh, oh, he's DLC. Oh, I guess I'll wait till May? Fuck. So now I have to wait forever for my third to come in. But in the meantime, I found my new team. My new team is K, or K-Dash, as some people call him, I guess. Um, um, Yuri. You remember Yuri? Yuri Lowenthal? No, okay. Not Yuri Lowenthal. <laughs> Fucking, all right, you know the, oh, not Sakura. Me, fuck me, no, it's all I ever hear of yeah, Yuri. Because I called her not Sakura, and people got mad at me because she came out first. So Yuri is basically, is that, uh, she's kind of like a shot up, but she's. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's K, uh, Yuri, and my third kind of switches in and out, but I'm going between King of Dinosaurs, uh, probably Ralph. And a third. Oh no! Ter who am I? Am I fucking stupid? No. Scratch both of those. My third is Terry. Terry's good. Terry bro. Bogart is a Terry's good fucking tank. I yeah. love him. His specials are so fucking clean and safe. It, I'm just it, glad it, it, it's it. not the fucking Edge Lord Iori. Uh, oh no! I, I don't know. Something about him rubs me the wrong way. It's weird. Yeah. And anyway, this game has just got so many fucking. It's got a lot of depth. A lot of different avenues, and I'm really enjoying it. Can't and I, I'm you. glad you streamed it, because I got to see some of it. That's right. Can't uh, wait to fight you. What else do you got? All right, so we're moving on to my other recents. Uh, I got a big recent, but I'm going to save that for the end, so that way we can control how long we spend on it, okay? Got it. All right. Um, my uh, The recent I will bring up now, and I don't think will take a long time. So I saw West Side Story. The Steven Spielberg oh, I movie? I haven't seen it yet. For the first time. Wait, the Steven Spielberg movie? The new one? I saw the Steven Spielberg one, and it was my first West Side Story. The new one? The new one. Oh. I know. It's a weird place to come in Fuck. on. Fuck. I'm going to be honest with you. Still, Steven Spielberg kind of makes sense with his hokey Indiana Jones stuff. Like, mm -hmm. that kind of, like, it, it fit with the stage persona of some of it, but the kind of the the feel of it was a little more grittier than I was anticipating. So like I guarantee the the other movie and the play handles it very differently, but this was my first interaction with the story. And I'm going to be honest with you, was not super impressed by the story of West Side Story. Maybe you'd be more interested in going to the East Side getting their story. <laughs> so, I think you're running you might be running into a problem, a similar problem that Mischievous had recently. Okay. Cuz she had never seen Rent. No, but Rent stories. No, hang on. Okay. But listen to me for a second. Okay, sure. I, I don't even know, but I just it's it's a segue into this cuz I, I think it's worth sure, mentioning. Sure. Because well why aren't you impressed with the yeah, story? Let, Let's let start me there. say why yeah. first at least. Cuz like I I I respect it. I understand the story. I understand that it is a retelling of another story. That's kind of a spoiler if I say which one it is. Can a little I? bit, yes. It's a Shakespearean-esque yes. thing going yeah, on everyone here. Everyone knows. It's fucking Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, all right. There you go. But, like, the way it resolved felt a lot to be desired. And I was okay. like, all right, that's whatever. You know what? That's a tragedy. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? That's okay. how it works. But the thing that made me go, oh, wait, I guess I don't like this. I didn't like the music. I liked one song. 
and it was uh, America, which was fantastic, and maybe one other one, but well, most of them. Rita Moreno is a godsend, but yes, most Jesus. of them sounded the same. That was my main issue. They felt like they had the same exact kind of vibe, who, while two of them made sounded this different. Story Sondheim? No, I don't think Sondheim did this one. I forget who. Uh, it's okay. James is dying in a corner. <laughs> no. That's on mine. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. I forgot. Uh, anyway, so I like the characters. It just felt like, yeah, all right. It, it, it felt like I was expecting a certain... Arthur Lawrence. Thank you, Arthur Lawrence. I was expecting something to come in and change the story, and nothing did. And I went, oh, oh, that's just where we are. And I don't know. I feel really weird about it. So what what, what in... No, it, it's not the same. Okay. But I did run into this problem with Mischievous. So she watched Rent. And didn't really like it. And then I asked her why. And she's like, because, like, I've seen all of this done already. And then she quoted several things that had done it. Oh, And yeah. I'm like, all of those things came after Rent and were inspired by Rent. <laughs> so, because she didn't see Rent first, the things that were inspired by Rent spoiled Rent for her. And I guess that does factor into it a little bit because they get really heavy with the Romeo and Juliet yes. stuff. And I, I get that. And I totally do. I just feel like the in terms of a musical, the music is really what should hook you in. And for me, it's a, it's a one or two thing that I, I that's all I really enjoyed, which might upset a lot of people. Sorry, Lindsay. I know probably you might like this one. I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's, it's one of those things where like musical theater was also much different back then. Right. Very different. Also, Rent has a lot of other problems that I... It's Oh, boy. I, we could have a whole Tune thing Tune into that Rent. case of... Uh, uh, anyway, we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, so moving on. Here's my longer recent, and it's my last recent. So here okay. we go. So I picked up Elden Ring. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm, I've actually been playing that. Damn it. Why? Like, can't, I can't get my hands on it, obviously. Oh. oh, okay, sorry. No, I was like, are you upset that I'm playing it? Like, yes, like, I'm very mad at you, how George. How dare you enjoy this game? It's supposed uh -huh. to be bad. No, I'm kidding. Um, fucking, yeah, it it is up to par with the quality, although it is definitely doing something different. If you yeah. are going in expecting another Dark Souls, you will be pleasantly surprised in some of the gameplay mechanics, but they are definitely approaching level design in a different way. Yeah. Um, it feels like they return to their old level design styles in different pockets of the world map, which is cool because you could still experience that kind of level design from the old Dark Souls if you like, but there's just this like, all right, I'm going to say it and it's going to sound like a douchey thing, but it's just, it's like playing Breath of the Wild, but with like more like different avenues taken. Son of but there, this comparison is inescapable uh -huh. because of how it's, it, okay. It's interesting because Dark Souls started this kind of like, no, really, Nintendo started the whole fucking Z-targeting and going through areas in a more, admittedly, easier, way easier system mm -hmm. with the dungeons there. Then Dark Souls got, in, like, you know, worked with that and built upon that. And then fucking Breath of the Wild took what Dark Souls did and built and proved upon that with the inventory systems, the armor sets, and all the different other things you can do, too. They did. There is some clear inspiration. No copies. No copies. I... I don't know if you can attribute those things to Dark Souls. In terms of the way it looks, I I kind of do. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I get, yes, wearing equipment is not specific. But in the way that it has, uh, okay, the combat is a little bit more similar to something like how Dark Souls handles it. Because okay. 
Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, it's mash uh, 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 until yeah. they die. Breath of the Wild expanded upon that in a way they went, no, we've actually got to, you know, combat sure. in a different way. And it's not Wiimote Skyward Sword where you're dousing <laughs> for 20 minutes. I, like... It's not copying. It's obviously looking at what's popular right now and working with that. But what I'm saying is I think it's more divergent than linear. I don't think it's like Breath of the Wild got it from Dark Souls. Like No, I, I will, I'm not saying that it got it, but I'm saying they saw the popularity of it in Dark Souls and said we should probably include something like this that we built upon. So is your statement now is that Elden Ring took from Breath of the Wild? No, but it, it's that's the thing, though. It's... I'm not saying anyone's stealing anything. I'm trying to say it's a lovely daisy chain of inspiration. Okay. Which I want to... That's an interesting phrase. That's um, great. Hashtag lovely... <laughs> good luck with that one. Lovely daisy chain of inspiration. Um, because it's like one person gets... Exp one company gets inspired by the other and it just right. keeps going. And I, I think it. that's really awesome. And that's kind of where Elden Ring is now. better than circle jerk of inspiration. <laughs> well, if, I mean, I would... I, you know what? Who's to say? You know, sometimes <laughs> you need a circle, circle jerk. jerk. Sometimes you need a daisy chain. Sometimes a reach around of inspiration. Who knows? A reach around of inspiration. Uh, that's a move in d and I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to cast reach around of inspiration <laughs> at level four, please. <laughs> I only got like three of those a day. So keep that in mind. Anyway, I'm loving the fact that exhaustion. what I'm loving the fact because I did enjoy Breath of the Wild that aspect of Breath of the Wild a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing that here, and it's merging with my Dark Souls, and it's a good peanut butter and chocolate. Um, but I feel bone butt. My only butt is that like it's not a game where you can. Well, no, they do give you presets, so they do give you a set amount. But like, if you wanted to start with a certain weapon, you gotta hope that preset starts with one of those weapons, right? Because otherwise, you've gotta find it somewhere out there in the world map. If not, you have to respec. Well, I don't even know if you can respec. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Although you can. What's cool? And by the way, PSA for those of you who are getting into Elden Ring, I guess and you're spending forever in the character customizer like I did, you can entirely redesign your character in the hub world, in the main hub. So, like, don't worry. You can reset whatever you want, including name. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, anyway, but that's my whole point is, like, I wanted, hey, I want a character base with straight swords. <laughs> it's strange for me, right? <laughs> um, but, like, I didn't find Well, they find didn't my... put gay swords in the game, I guess. So. DLC one day, I hope. <laughs> Um, but, like, I wanted another straight sword, and it just took me so long before I found another one. And I'm like, okay, the game wants you to kind of maybe switch as you feel comfortable, but that kind of goes against some of the stat things. Mm. So it's got little dissonance, and I know I'll probably get a lot of hate there. But once you know what you're doing and know what to look for, once you have it, it's a really fun game. Boss fights are really well integrated. Bad hiccups on PC. Yeah, Can't it's apparently that. pretty fucking bad. I, it is at the worst times when the boss is doing their biggest move and you're like, ah! You oh. know what actually people are doing right now from what I've read, because uh, the PC problem is so popular, I'm even hearing about it, is that they're running their PS4 version on their PS5 and that is like the most optimal way to play. Oh, wait. Uh. Oh, God, I, I hate to go back, but in terms of fixes, yes. KOF on PC has a weird thing where it has a screen tearing like crazy. Oh. And you have to go into the goddamn system any, the .ini, and fucking change one thing to true, and then it's fixed. Interesting. So, like, that's just a quick patch. That'll be a quick that bug should fix, be fast. yeah. So, hopefully, anyway. like, it, this is obviously a little bit more complicated, but they said they're working on it. And I'm able to still play the game, but I'm, I have a high tolerance. I used to play games on PS3 and 360, so... Mm. Then those, bro, play the Saw games. The Saw games were... My guy. 
Try playing New Vegas at release. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no mods, baby. Jesus. You want to talk about fucking... That's a game I never finished Honestly, until recently. Well, like, playing but, that game, that's a game is... a with a huge budget. Saw did not. Fair. <laughs> but, like, playing New Vegas at release is rolling the dice. When you start the game, you don't know if you're going to be able to finish it. That is... That, yeah. There's yeah. literally a point where, like, uh, a required mission just crashes every time. That's yeah. fun. Every time. I'm sure you've never experienced that. No. That is... <laughs> Um, but, uh, was there any other questions about all the drink before we move on? No, no, no. Uh, I do have one piece of news, but I... Oh, wait, I do have something I'll tell you. What? Uh, alright, so I'll be fast on this, I promise. Uh Uh-huh. With all my characters, like, whenever a game says create a character, Uh Mass Effect, Dark Souls, I brought brought it up before, where I I make a new character, because I got tired of making myself every Uh fucking time. So I'm like, let me make a character for this game. I'm gonna make a protagonist, my own. And I actually write them down and keep them in mind. So I have a list of all my old protagonists, and the same goes for Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. So I've literally created new save files with presets for all of them if I want to play through the games with different builds. Sure. My new character for Elden Ring, because everyone's wondering, is named Donovan. And and, because the naming convention with all my Dark Souls characters, they all start with D. There's been Dirk, Dante, uh, Drake, and now Donovan. Uh-huh. Uh, they are all different builds. This one is uh, one axe because I have never had just an axe guy before. So fuck it, let's try it. And without, and this is what I love about making characters because they start having personalities as you play as them. I'm sure you did that with Fallout too, where it's like you play as a new character and they start building their personality as you play it. And that's how I became a cannibal. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, fucking, he likes cats because I got a cat hat. So I've been just, it's like a cat helmet. It's like a cool, like, gargoyle helmet. Oh, okay. Cat. And Is it's that... just, it's been the best armor piece for his helmet, so it's just become a thing with his character now. He likes kitties. He likes kitties. Oh, okay. I like uh, it. That's in, like, homage to me, I guess? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. He I has a beard, too. Oh. I get a little inspiration from me sometimes. It's there. Thanks. Uh, anyway, I'm that's all I gotta say. I'm good for something. Some things. So, 25%. shall we get into the news? Yes. Uh, I just have a couple pieces real quick. Okay. Uh, Deadline is reporting that Brad Pitt's production company, Plan B, has picked up Beetlejuice 2. Beetlejuice 2. Yeah. We bring in back Val Beetlejuice Kilmer? Beetlejuice goes to Val Kilmer. Oh, no. Who plays Beetlejuice? I'm so Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Thank you. <laughs> Val Kilmer, Beetlejuice. I got, I got Batman's mixed up. What the fuck you want from uh, me? So Beetlejuice goes Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. That's that's actually a rumored script. Uh, But no, we uh, there's no script... There's, there isn't even, there's no cast, nothing. Keaton will do it though. I'm sure he will. I don't know about Winona. Supposedly she, she, she wants would. to. She's, She's been, been talking about it a lot lately. Stranger Things stuff. So <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought I thought you were making a joke. Like, She's done Stranger Things. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yes, that's uh, what I said. That's what I said. Uh-huh. That's what I said. But uh, yeah, there's nothing like in terms of there's no real news other than they have officially picked it up. Okay. It's cool that it's fucking Brad Pitt's production company, which is interesting. On the note of Plan Brad Pitt, B, though. Yes. Plan Brad? I guess. Oh, Jesus. Okay, sorry. I just, also, Plan uh, B. Should have boarded some of those kids? I, I was thinking adopted. about making that joke, and I was like, should we? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'm I saw the that. trailer for Bullet Train. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's he's also in another one with uh, another movie with Channing Tatum and, and Sandra Bullock. 
His? Yeah, where uh, Sandra Bullock is a is a romance writer talking about a lost city. Oh yeah, it's her trying. Uh, to... Harry Potter's the villain in that. Daniel. Radcliffe. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, the guy's a great actor. He's, I love know, Daniel Radcliffe. I know, it sucks that he's remembered just as Harry uh, like that. This is just a throwaway thing, but in the comics, Black Cat is getting her own Iron Man costume. You the get fuck? an Iron Man suit. You get. Well, he's got to make sure everyone's safe. I mean, it looks dope as fuck. Gotta have boobs. It looks, of course it does. You can't have... Oh, I love Power Rangers. Yeah, it's a little Power Rangers-y. Uh, and then the last piece of news I want to talk about, I don't remember if we talked about this on the show, the Futurama reboot? We did. About, um... John DiMaggio. Yeah, John Not Di- being on it? Yes. Because now he is on it. Well, because... Did they did they agree to pay everyone? Yeah, they agreed. So here's my thing. And I've talked... I don't. I, don't, I haven't talked about this on the show. Uh-huh. But as soon as the news came out that John DiMaggio isn't going to be on because there's... You know, they're not paying him enough and there's uh, arguments with the production co- company and right, all. Right, right, right. As soon as that news came out, I thought, this is a PR stunt. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, Hulu is specifically taking some bad PR on this just to just to boost the show, and exactly what I thought was going to happen was happened. They figured it out. They solved it. John DiMaggio is going to be on the show. Yay, everybody! John DiMaggio beat the studio. This is nothing but a PR stunt. I'm willing to bet there was never a single fucking question about contract. Just to feed into uh, James's theory. The very character, Bender, was used to announce the show's return with a big old we're back. How would you be able to do the show without Bender where clearly your marketing of bringing back the show is focused squarely on the character? Yeah. They didn't do Fry. They didn't do Leela. They did Bender. Here's my thing. Uh Uh-huh. I agree, and that's very likely. But for people like me, I think like, all right, so either they don't get John DiMaggio and it sounds like crap and people hate it because they just have that stigma against that already from the get-go, or they magically fix it out. I don't want to be along for that emotion roller coaster that they're trying to set up is what you're saying. Right. So it doesn't affect me. Like, do or you don't, I don't give a shit. So that's, you know, and I like Futurama. I really do. Uh-huh. But again, it's like, figure your shit out, studio. Don't leave it for the fans to get outraged for you. But that's you what I'm saying. Like, there know? was nothing ever. I, I'm convinced there was nothing to figure out. Mm. This was calculated right. from the beginning. There was at no point. I, I. This is not confirmed. This is what I believe. I don't believe there was any point where John DiMaggio wasn't actually coming back for this. Sure. I, I can believe that. That's I fine. believe from the beginning this was just like, let's, you know, outrage moves fucking views. Let's, let's, let's spark some outrage. There have been stranger things. Uh, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I don't care. Do you have that any? is it. That is it? That is it. I have it. one very minor. Because every piece of news out there right now is about the Batman. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one very minor, small piece of news. Uh-huh. As uh, those in the know of the fighting game community, there is a huge tournament that always happens or used to always happen pre-COVID uh, called Evo. Mm-hmm. And this coming Evo this year yes. is going to happen in person. It's going to happen offline. It's going to be at Las Vegas like they usually do oh, it. Wow. But Nintendo has canceled anything to do with Smash at this tournament. Huh. Which is one of the the things that that everyone and their mother's pissed about. Because, mind you, before Sony bought it, 
Nintendo always supported, well, used to always support Evo regarding Melee. Melee was there for 15 some odd years. And this is fucking Melee from GameCube. And they well, also that was because they people did. really wanted melee from GameCube. Like they really like melee. So. Yeah, and it's got a huge tournament yeah. scene. But now the tournament scene is forever changed. Where Evo's not going to have Smash, and they were always the one to close out the show. They were always the last. Tournament. Being a Nintendo fan is difficult because they're so anti-fan. <laughs> is it though? They hate us. That's not true. Well, I mean, the That's reason why I'm for four franchises. All the other ones I agree, <laughs> but the, people eat good for those four franchises. I I I I do say the reason why I emphasized Sony buying Evo is because there is a notorious thing between Evo, I mean Sony and Nintendo where they will not work together. I refuse to believe this is the case, but I I think it's Sony didn't want to pay Nintendo for the rights for it, and they were like, no, we're fine with our Street Fighter, with our Tekken, with our Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but Smash not at Evo, even though I'm not a Smash guy, it's, it's, bum- it's a huge bummer. This oh. is fucking sad. Sony and Nintendo have had a complicated relationship since the PlayStation. Yeah. So, you know, it's not surprising that there's, you know, that it's it's just progressed since then. I just wish they'd get the fuck over it. Same. I'm just going to get possessed by Captain N and just say it's Sony's fault. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's always Sony's fault. It's, it's uh-huh. gotta be. Of course. The get-go, I Ricky guess. would say that. <laughs> uh, what, what do you other... have, Bone? Oh, my that, goodness. No, that's it. That's yeah. it. Oh, my goodness. So I've got a shit ton of news, but I'm going to go ahead and get through it relatively fast. Um, since we're on the topic of Nintendo, I'll bring this up first. So there is a new generation of Pokemans. Oh, that's right. Brand new Pokemans. Have you seen them? Yep. There's a there's a grass cat. So literally uh, the only one I give a fuck about. Wow. All right. Just throwing Fue Coco out. Yeah. Fue Coco looks like shit. Wow. All right, buddy. It looks Someone's... like a weird. What's going to be end up becoming a fire for alligator? That's correct. And did you not like Totodile? So someone had no. A... I didn't use Totodile. Well, someone had a, has a good theory though that I hope is true. He kind of looks like a little pepper, doesn't he? Oh, that he's a pepper? So what if his final type is fire ghost? Oh, like a ghost pepper? That'd be fun. I think that'd be super cute. That's the only way, that's the only way I like him. Would you be, be all right with quadruped or biped? I, 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 I'm with a lot of the Pokemon fandom here. Please stop giving me people. Well, no, I, no. There's a side that says they don't want people, and there's a side that wants I, to fuck these people. Yeah, so... I know, but you know. Yeah, no, you have to understand, when I first got the three, by the way, the three Pokemon, one is oh, yeah. uh, Sprigatito, Sp- Sprigatito, 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 he's a grass cat, we got Fuecoco, who's a fire croc, he's a crocodile, uh-huh. so fun, I died. It's for alligator. Yeah, well, shut up. And then Quack- Quaxley, who's a duck. We can all say the that we don't like The first two Quaxley. have Spanish influence in their name. Well, they all do. What's the last one? Quaxley? Oh, yeah, maybe not, actually. Qu- uh, just Quaxley. Well, like, it, it, it takes, I think it's a, but it takes place in Spain. Fuecoco and, what's the first one called again? Uh, Sprigatito. Sprigatito. Yeah, because yeah. the game takes place in their analog for Spain this time. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh! So that's that's kind of, I guess, part cool. of the naming convention now. Which makes more sense for your pepper analog, maybe. Yeah, so that sure. might happen, who knows. I'm also, uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I have started to become excited for regional variants of Pokemon. So, like, uh-huh. that's honestly what I'm kind of most excited about to see, like, coming out is, like, regional variants of existing Pokemon. I, I, oh, I hate to do this. I, but I, you're talking about, like, region versions of pre-existing Pokemon? Yeah. I'd rather they just be new Pokemon. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I feel like it, it, 
it Fuck makes... you, man. I love Electric Psychic uh, Raichu. No, no, no. I think that these designs should exist and that they, as they are, are fine. I just hate the fact that they are called Raichu Alolan form. And it should just be a different version of Raichu. Because as if the series doesn't already have multi- You just brought up Totodile and Fuecoco here. It's not like it's Totodile this version. It's it's literally just yeah, but they're not the same Pokemon. This is the same Pokemon the same just name. from a different region. But they have the same name for no reason. It's because they're the same Pokemon. But they're not the same Pokemon. They just are said. the same Pokemon. But you just said they weren't. No, I said they are the same Pokemon. But one is like these are not the there's same. There's an Pokemon. Ice Volpix and a Fire Volpix. Yeah, they're both Volpix. But They've no, just they adapted should, to different climates. It should be Ice Pix. Ice Pix. It makes more sense. I thought about it fifty times. No, because Vol does not mean fire. Well, that's their fault. I thought of a better one. Anyway, my point being is that uh, I've already decided I'm getting Foy Coco. Well, I'm not even, I'm not buying the game. Just kidding. If I had to. Oh, I'm buying the game. Yeah, I'm not buying, I haven't bought a Pokemon game in years, but if I had to pick, it'd be Foy Coco. How about you? I'm sticking with the kitty. Oh, and Sprigadito as well, Sprigadito. too? Yeah. I don't I know mean, if I'm buying the game. Oh, well, yeah. no, I'm not buying the game. Which one would you pick? The grass one. Yeah, okay. It's a cat. Yeah, don't worry. I'm not asking if you're buying the game because I don't know. But nothing matters until I see Form 3. Yeah. And that also answers the question that I first got, would you fuck these? And I went, no. That's Wait a question until Form 3. <laughs> but I know <laughs> which Pokemon would we fuck? I don't want to do this. <laughs> I mean, we got Gollum for, or Graveler uh, for, for George. Graveler? The ball? Yeah. I guess I can get creative, but I don't think that's how that works. You got a lot of humanoid ones to choose. Anyway, but they are designed with that in mind. Moving forward. Uh -huh. Incineroar? We'll see Fucking what... Fucking low punny. That's the biggest uh, example. Is Gardevoir. Gardevoir is isn't right. as bad as Lopunny no, is, though. Lopunny has tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we'll see what thirst traps they come up yeah. with in this one. Uh, moving forward, uh, let's see. Really quick, there's going to be a near Automata anime. Yep. That's pretty cool. I mean, any more Chancy. people? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, please. Please keep going, George. George, please don't stop. Oh, of course, <laughs> please don't give him opportunities to keep talking. I think Tangelo would be going. great at bondage. I don't know. What do you I think? hate you. <laughs> oh, Tangelo! <laughs> oh my gosh! Tentacle porn, of course. <laughs> and right. how would you not go for Tentacruel? Let me make this pun. I'd keep going, but that would be Tentacruel. Fine, you uh... did it first. Fine. Anyway, you keep beating me to the punch today, Jesus. Anyway, moving on. Um, Capcom Countdown. We brought it up the day of the day, the episode before previous, and we were like, what could it be? What Resident Evil? I am so disappointed. It is Street Fighter 6. Good news for Street Fighter fans. Uh, I think it was kind of skeezy that no, the Resident the Evil No, the logo Twitter, looks like shit. A lot of people say that it does look like Street Fighters received six notifications. That is the commentary. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't care because Resident Evil's logo changed gray. so much. When have you ever seen Street Fighter be gray? They're trying something new. Whatever, man. Also, also the theory that it's a fucking hexagon that they're going for mixed martial arts UFC thing. Fuck off. This is a goddamn s franchise that throws Hadoukens and shit. I would love to see Vega's like border run in a fucking like 3D fighter. I'm sure it's <laughs> oh, been done. Be dope. And anyway, but I'm just saying that's coming out. Oh my um, god, 3D Street Fighter. Oof. That's it, happened. It's happened. No, but they, now with the no, current? it wouldn't happen again. But no. it did happen. <laughs> yeah, it did happen. <laughs> but uh, no, okay. Um, moving on. It wasn't Resident Evil, although the Resident Evil Twitter made me believe. But it was not. Uh, moving on. Of course, the Resident Evil Twitter is owned by the Capcom Twitter because right. they wanted to put up hype. But speaking of that, uh, yeah. they kind of mentioned really quick. They were like, "Oh no, well, we've also done this other thing for Resident Evil. We updated the history portal." Now I know at first sight or first. Audio uh, first here, 
first listen. listen. Ah, thank you. Yeah, you got there. At first listen, that doesn't sound like anything really that big, but for someone like me who likes promotional art, uh, Capcom has been... Did you know this? But I sent it to you, I think. Capcom has been releasing unreleased renders of these games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you sent me this. Yeah. yeah. Now, James, do you, know what, what, do you know what I mean by that? Unreleased renders? So, like, you know whenever they have key art of a game? Yeah. And it's, like, a kind of already pre-rendered thing that they use for advertisements everywhere? Sure. Brand new ones. From that time that they just didn't release. That's so cool. I'm seeing From that time from 1998. Well, not from that far. I saw Resident Evil 4 for... No, they did 4, I think, and then Outbreak or other way around. But, yeah, oh Outbreak, my God, Outbreak has unreleased art... That's all been touched up in HD, and I'm like, oh my god! Outbreak remake. Oh, well, everyone goes straight to there. I don't know if, if it's an HD Give release. Give it to us. But all those wallpapers that were stuck at fucking like 2000s era 480p <laughs> are now beautiful. So I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I see Leon in like a boy band pose. I guess they didn't want to feel comfortable using that, but we have it now. So like, there's just a bunch of new art made around the development time. It's that's not even awesome. like fan art. It's blowing my mind because I'm a loser and I like it. No, Moving that's on. super cool. I, I just, There's when no judgment here. Yeah. When is this that is ever a free, This is a no, safe uh, space. Uh, Don't like, judge yourself. Uh, like having archived like uh, data, you know, in like current formats that are like, you know, that's, that's a big deal. Remember the Nintendo leak? Yeah. When Wait, all those one? Zelda, the Zelda assets oh, for Ocarina yeah. of Time and, and the unfiltered um, quotes of Star Fox 64 yeah. do a barrel roll without the radio filter yeah. w- was released. That shit blows my mind and really, like, I love that shit because it's assets of the things I love. What I think is cool because there's, like, so much shit that is lost to time. Right. There's whole seasons of Doctor Who that just don't exist anymore. I mean, that they lost it or they, they, they just lost it? Because it was all on film and the film was burnt. Uh, we The only reason we got some of those back is because, like... The kid of a janitor that worked at BBC back in the 70s was like his dad died and he was like doing cleaning out his dad's place and he found like first recording tapes off of the original film Mm -hmm. of a lot of those seasons and turned that into the BBC. And that's the only way we got some of those uh, some of those seasons back. That's what I'm saying. There's stuff that's just lost the time. So it's really cool that somewhere in Capcom's fucking library, they still have this shit sitting around. Just in a hard drive. Yeah. And they just thought to upload it. Dude, there is a render, like a wallpaper render of zombie Alyssa confronting Yoko and Mark pointing a gun at her. Oh my god. I, I was that's like, cool. what the fuck? That's my main. I love it, bro. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, really cool thing I want to mention. Um, Bandai Namco raises base salary of all employees. Now, Ban- Bandai Namco is responsible for Elden Ring, as we brought yes. up earlier. So, obviously, they saw the success and said, hey, let's give back Not to our employees. Not only that, but they also published Dragon Ball Fighters, which apparently is going to get a debut of the oh, they're all of a sequel uh, at Evo. Well, that's, they're all that's over the rumor. Dragon Ball stuff. They, they, yeah, they published all that stuff. They, own, they basically own that IP. But, but think about that. How often do we hear that? Like, yeah. it's it's actually surprising that they actually gave back to their yeah. fucking employees right. because of the success of a game. So I'd like to give them props for actually being good in terms of business practices. Good on you! Bandai Namco? I was gonna say Namco. Yeah, I was like, it's, they're together now. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've paired. Um, new game from Housemark, uh, the, the studio that did Returnal. 
They're teasing a new game, a new IP. That's cool. Cool. Uh, speaking of new games, uh, fucking Valve is saying that they have games in development. Oh, uh, they the, have a a playable trailer, a playable short. A out. PT. Uh, <laughs> uh, a new portal thing. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Uh, fuck. What the hell is it called? Yeah, it's where you play as like a quality assurance guy at Aperture Science. Is that not just a VR version of labbing or lab work? No, or that that one it for is not. Steam. It is a whole new thing. Well, I mean, okay. Gabe and gave out Steam decks. Oh, and they're also really pushing VR. Yeah. Because Alex and all that. So yeah, that, yeah, that, sure. that makes sense. But like the, uh, Valve is actually making games again. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Right. And, Gabe, uh, and also Gabe oh. apparently delivered the Steam Deck himself to someone. Hand yeah. delivered. Yeah, he hand delivered one. it. And uh, <laughs> some publication asked him about going into NFTs because, you know, fucking Ubisoft and everyone EA are all going NFTs. He said uh, Steam's not going to do anything with NFTs. It It feels like it just steals from the consumer. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does. So he called it, yeah. But that is aperture desk job. Desk. That's a great. That's what it's called. That's a great name. But and it's literally made for the Steam Deck. Okay. Um, for the Steam Deck, that's even more interesting. But with all that, that's all my news. I think we're good. Fantastic. I think we're gonna take a little break, right? That's That's right. right. Let's go ahead and get ourselves, you know, fitted. Wardrobe change. I got to do my measurements. Hey there, this is Jessica Nova of My Geek Glory, the naughty and nerdy corner of the internet, and you are listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast. Alrighty, well, I've gathered you two here because I need to be impressed. I need to see something wonderful, something fresh. So, good luck, and don't fuck Fuck it up. up. And that's for you, Al. Love you. That's RuPaul. (laughs) He loves the show. So, welcome, everybody. It's a good show. (laughs) Yeah, and do you know what else Uh. is a good show? This show. No. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Anyway, but on this show, we're going to be talking about our Freaky Five favorite movie outfits. Now, I want to specify this is not the same thing as character design. It's, it is what they are wearing right. is what we're focusing on here. I want a fashion show, nice and clean, no blood. We got this? Because the, the, there, there were some some questions in terms of it's an understandable, what, yes. what we bring up here. Yes. Because, like, well, is it okay if I start us off? I mean, yeah, I guess. Why okay. Not? So, right off the bat, I've got no superhero outfits, costumes, armor, anything like that in mind. I feel like that's a thing unto itself. That's fine. Challenge run. Uh, And then, like, I didn't consider... Any abilities that costumes might impart or outfits might impart on the person wearing them. Sure. I right. think I've done the same. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole other show. That, that well. is yeah. a whole other no, show. No, no. That's like top five super suits or some shit like that. Yeah. Okay. So, with number five, I really like like the post-apocalyptic, you know, fucking shoulder pads and leather and all this shit. So Mad Max. Yeah. Okay. So, but that's not who, that's not what I picked. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But I tried to think of what my favorite ver like who wore that best. And then it just fucking dawned on me. It's Simon Phoenix from Demolition Man. Okay. But which one? His fucking tires armor with the big oh, shoulder pads. The third oh. act. Yes. Dude, Where you already fu- resurrect. Oh, hey, are you- there spoilers in this? No, but come on, don't do that. But but you know what? If you like that style, you might try this game called Fallout. They, they might they actually do get into that. No, but like first off, Wesley Snipes just wear, rocks the fuck out of it. Yeah. And Simon Phoenix is such a fun character. 
Absolutely. That like the way he personifies that he just rocks it. He really does. It's 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 such a cool version of that aesthetic, and he made it work really well. So that's like my pick for like post-apocalyptic car part fashion chic. Car part. <laughs> you say that as a joke. No, I'm, but I'm sure it is out there. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> I've seen it. So yeah, that's my number five. And it was called Derelict. Uh, Derelict my balls. <laughs> Captain. Uh. So yeah, Simon Phoenix uh, from Demolition Man. Nice, and your number four? Uh, my number four. See, this one's interesting because it's one that I've worn. Okay. And at number four, we're coming in at the ever fashionable Dr. Frank N. Furter. Okay, I knew this was coming up somewhere. I mean, dude, you, you want to talk yeah. about, first off, just... Iconic. To, yeah, iconic. Like, if we're just be like in a fashion show saying hot word, iconic, Tim Curry, love it. Like, this is, it's, that's it, man. Like, no, I don't think. Fearless. Fearless. Is the word I'd use. No, it's, again, uh, for the time period, like, it was something that just fucking shook everything up. He looked amazing in it. He didn't, like, no one's ever going to tell you that Tim Curry is a conventionally attractive person. That is not. Okay. Usually not. No, I know. I, I But he is undeniably a sexy person. He's 100%. just, that's just, a, and he, this is it. This is peak. Uh, this is up there at least for Tim Curry sexiness. So this was an honorable mention of mine. So I'm just okay. going to say one quick thing. Yes. This is not even his only amazing look in this film. No. His scientist lab outfit yes. with the, the the lime, not lime green, but no, that kind but of off I green. am talking about the, just the fishnets of the corset. I'm just saying Dr. Frankfurter's serving looks yes. everywhere in this movie. Honestly, I really like the end look also with the red. Just amazing. Who the costume designer for this movie? Jesus, it's amazing. So for my number four, it's Dr. Frankenfurter. Nice. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nice, nice. So, uh, you're going to notice that, like, dystopian insight. Like, I, I, it took it took a lot for this whole list to not just be, like, dystopian, post-apocalypse, or cyberpunk. Like, it was a lot. That's fine. It keeps you out of my category. I also had to cycle through a lot of trench coats. Uh-huh. Mm. And I had to pick one trench coat to rise above them all. I also had to pick one Blade Runner costume because I didn't want to make an entire list of Blade Runner costumes. Uh huh. Uh huh. So my choice is from the first Blade Runner. It's Roy's trench coat. Roy Batty. Roy Batty's outfit. Nice. That fucking long, tall neck, full trench coat, full of fucking greeblies. Uh, oh. Uh, it, you you said that with such confidence, <laughs> like that's just an average word that people talk the, about their greeblies. So I want you to imagine uh, the Death Star, for example. Okay. Well, this comes from the prop making world. All or right, sure, sure. Okay. What makes the Death Star iconic? The it's, hole? Well, yes, but also like it's got so many little details, right? Sure, yeah. So all of those details are called greeblies, where like you as a prop maker will literally just stick random shit in places just to create visual interest. D- more detail yeah. as well? Okay, yeah, all right. Where like you're not even really thinking of the function. You're just thinking, okay, this little part that I saved from a model kit when I was a kid is going to look great on the fucking Death but Star. But you said you hated steampunk. No. Uh-huh. I have not. I, I do not hate steampunk. <laughs> I hate bad steampunk, and there is a difference. Okay, that's fair. That's uh, there fair. is a big difference. Uh, Steam Boy is one of my favorite animes that I've ever seen, by the way. It's so fucking good. Anyway, uh, but yeah, first off, again, Rucker Hauer looked fucking amazing in this. 
Yes. That fucking like really tall, 100%. dark, imposing, intense. And I think this fucking trench coat like added to that so much. Because it wasn't like a clean cut, like like it wasn't like a matrix trench coat. Mm-mm. But it also wasn't like this very like you know, like rugged leather thing. It looked it looked like a military trench coat. I'm like, all right, it's obviously supposed to be somewhat futuristic as well. So that's kind of like a part of the design as well. And that's pretty cool. I agree. So again, in my, in my trying to sift through my, you know, trench coats and dystopian futures, I came across, I came down to Roy Batty. I'm just surprised you didn't get a detective trench coat. Like that, that's where I thought you were going with this trench coat thing. I feel like those don't stand out enough for me. Like some, like Roy, like Roy's trench coat is unique. That's fair. I've never really seen another trench coat quite like his because like K wears a great coat in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Right. He's got like that long coat with the bomber jacket type, like furry, like uh, my obsession. Yes. Yeah, and so like I think that's uh, that's amazing, mm. but it's not as unique as uh, Roy's is. Roy Batty's trench coat is the bomb. All right. So now I would never actually wear Roy's trench coat like in real life. Like it's not something I would aspire to do because I couldn't pull that off. Yeah, I just think you need more Number confidence. two is the only out is the first time I remember watching or seeing an outfit in a movie and thinking, I want that, I need that now. It is Marty's outfit oh. when he goes to the future in Back to the Future 2. Well, yeah. Back to the Future yeah, Part Back to the Future Part 2, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going for the orange puffer jacket. No. It's the automatically the adjusting jacket. And the fucking Nikes. Ah, the the auto self-lacing shoes. Yeah, why would, dude. So you would talk, yeah, why would you not wear this in public? Yeah, absolutely. I would 100%. Yeah. I tried really hard to buy a pair of the self-lacing Nikes when they came out. Yeah. I just didn't have $800 to fucking... Just put. don't get them wet because those things don't work on water. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> Good callback. Th- th- thank you. Like that, that moment where he just... And it just conforms to his body. Like, that's so fucking cool. Uh-huh. So much so that, like, you auto know, Spider-Man references on. it. Yeah, no. auto-dry, all that shit. It's fucking amazing. I hope it has a kill mode. <laughs> instant kill mode. Instant kill mode. <laughs> and then, yeah, so all of that. It's just It was such a cool fucking look. Also, the rainbow hat. I love the, the rainbow. rainbow hat's fantastic. The rainbow hat is great. Pop of color. Yes. But honestly, like, I think that's a look you could legitimately rock. Like, it's super cool. And at this point, it's retro, not futuristic. No, yeah. Which is awesome. But yeah, like, that costume. And again, props to the costume design for that, for the, for the move, for across the board. Mm. But specifically for their costumes for, like, the future. Mm. Like, all the youth costumes they're wearing. They're fucking insane. Yeah, I think that's the point. Yeah, Yeah. it is the point. Uh, but props to them, and I think it really, like, they nailed it with, like, Marty's costume. I agree. They because, did put props on them. Ah! Uh, because uh, it is futuristic, uh, but it is also so 80s. <laughs> yeah. It is 80s as fuck. I can absolutely see that. Yep. Uh, That's your I've number got, two. That is my number two. And okay. uh, your honorable mentions. I've got some honorable mentions. Your HMs. Uh, I loved Harley's uh, outfit in The Suicide Squad. 
the red dress with the combat boots honestly served it for me. I loved it. I thought she looked fantastic. It, it, and I liked what it like what it did on screen, you know? That big blazing beam of red running running across the screen was fantastic. Uh, uh so sorry. Weird thought. It'll yes. be over in a second. Uh-huh. When do you think we'll get to the point where there'll be a special feature where someone just refilms all the scenes with one character but in a different costume so we can have alternate outfits in a movie? Jesus. So, like, special feature, get the Harley Quinn fucking Harlequin outfit. Like, wow. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Beetlejuice's suit is on my honorable mentions. Oh, that's pinstripe. a great one. Uh, yeah, just the pins. Just, well, it's not even pinstripe. That's just straight stripes. Just the black and white fucking pinstripes will stripes. be appearing later. It's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I, I, I also was going through my list of like leather jackets. Obviously, you know, you have Arnold comes up in my brain, but honestly, and I, I admit it's kind of cringy now, but as a kid, one of the first times I saw a leather jacket clad character and thought he looks cool as fuck is Brad Pitt's jacket as Tyler Durden. Oh, Fight Club. That whole look he has. Oh, with the, the glasses. That's a leopard jacket, no? Or no, was no, it the no. red one? No, it's it's orange. It's like burnt orange. Oh, okay. With like, I think it's a floral shirt. Whatever. The whole look was cool. Definitely a douchey look, but that's intentional. Yeah. And he rocked it. He did. But that's, you know, his aesthetic. <laughs> so those are my honorable mentions. And my number one is... It's, this is going to come as no surprise to anybody once I say it. Uh-huh. But this is one of the first times I can remember really noticing costume design in a movie. Like, I've, you know, I, I've noticed action and dialogue. But as a kid, the first time I can think of, wow, someone put some... Th and admittedly, they just took it right out of its source material. But they did it so well. And they did it so perfectly and that's the yellow zoot suit from the mask oh relax you were very close to saying I something know. close to mine okay yes all right the that yellow is a good zoot one. suit yes. from the mask talk about iconic as well uh-huh the much. fucking Beautiful. hat the suit the way it contrasts with this big green face and again, it's straight out of the comics. It's I was about literally... to say, it looks like very animated comic-y, so it makes But sense. that's just it. They made it work. Because the suit, other than Big Head... I'm sorry, the movie, other than Big Head, is a pretty dark movie. Yeah. It's it's very much filmed in that, like, 90s, like, dark urban aesthetic that you got from, like, you know, Tim Burton films and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Where it's very, like, dark, grim, grimy New York, you know? Right, and it kind of... And then you have this yeah. fucking bright yellow zoot suit, and it just... And fuck if it doesn't catch you, man. Because, like, he wears other costumes in the movie. Yeah. He's got, like, the French uh, outfit the Cuban he wears. Pete. The Cuban Pete, which is another great that, I was costume. about to say I'm surprised it was a Cuban Pete. That and then he, a, he also wears, like, the classic gangster pinstripe suit costume when he does the, did you miss me? Like, that whole bit. But that yellow zoot suit, and boy, if Jim didn't wear the fuck out of it. Because the man's a physical comic. Like, that's yeah. what he's built you his whole career You have to be physical on. to wear that suit. <laughs> that zoot and, suit. And, like, you have, like... And he, he legitimately does embody two very different people when he's walking as Stanley and when he's walking as Big Head. The mm. mask. Uh, Thank you. I was like, wait, who's Big Head again? Yeah, in the, the comics, okay. that's what that character is called. Got he's it. called the He's called Big Head. He's Bagul. Bagul, sure. <laughs> 
And fuck, bro, if that, like, but if that zoot suit, the way it flows, if that didn't help him move and really embodied, like you said, that animated character quality, fuck, man. Because so, the like, minute he's on screen, the movie comes to life. Yes. Things pop out. hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. So, starting at number five, we've got Simon Phoenix's tired roadrunner or uh, Roadrunner, <laughs> Road Warrior chic armor from Demolition Man. Number four, we've got Frankie's outfit from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nice. Number three, Roy Batty's trench coat in Blade Runner. Number two, Marty McFly's future outfit in Back to the Future 2. And number one is the yellow zoot suit from The Mask. All right. I'm actually really impressed. I thought for sure. Well, hold on. I won't say any of the ones I say now because they might yeah. show up on, a, on the dude. Uh -huh. So, all right, dude. You mind if I go? Absolutely. Go what you got? Start us out. Absolutely. You do mind? All right. You go on. Yeah, I do mind. that. I mind that you Just go. Just somebody fucking go. I want you to go. I <laughs> uh, mind that. Number five, akin to you, but the other way. The Mel Gibson Road Warrior. Okay. The classic. Um, the classic. Bro, yeah, when you see yeah. that alongside with the dog, 100%. you immediately gravitate to that movie. You're like, what is this about? And honestly, it's one of the main pieces for of the record, armor. For those of you wanting to wear that outfit, the outfit is not complete without a lever action shotgun, just for the record. <laughs> I thought it was a double barrel. Double is it a barrel. double barrel? It's a double barrel. It's yeah. a double barrel. I thought it. No. Lever oh, shotgun? It is... Yeah, you're Lever right. action is Arnie in T2. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, um, he does have a lever action, but it wasn't in it wasn't in Mad Max or the Road Warrior. Beyond the fucking game. <laughs> oh. Hooray. Hooray. Anyway, so uh, Road Warrior, um, just, it's very iconic. It's very post-apocalyptic. It's something we all kind of like gravitate to when we do dystopian role it defined the look yeah it's a hundred percent like i'm not even a huge mad max fan and i love that outfit yeah yeah just saying it's not the only outfit you love from that franchise well there's there is humongous yeah pretty nice he is humongous uh number four i am super surprised that uh dr root did not pick this Wait, one really quick though you're talking about the road warrior mad max outfit right the road warrior okay. mad cool. max outfit carry on um but the orange uh, leotard thing, onesie from Milo Jovovich in Fifth Element. Yes. Oh, I'm super surprised James did not Lilo, go with this uh, one. Yes. Lilu? The the white stripe? Oh, thing? that's another honorable mention. I forgot to, what to say, but carry on. It was going to be Ruby Rod. Oh, Ruby, Ruby Rod. Rod's yeah. costumes were fantastic. Come but yeah. on, tell us. Uh -huh. anyway. Not Gary Oldman's. Don't think his outfits I thought so Zorg's outfits were fantastic. I, like I think cut, it fits his character haircut. really well. Yeah. I just thought it was so distracting. It's to supposed honest. to be, though. He's supposed to be but gaudy. But his performance and... is so great anyway. It didn't matter. Just move it. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I always uh, gravitate to Mila's it's another outfit iconic in this. One. And, you know, obviously multipass. And it's it's so not... It's so, like, tight. It feels like a superhero outfit. Yeah. And then you realize it is because it's... She's you know, a superhero. She is a superhero. I did not... The bandages feel so sexist in hindsight. Because, like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, shit, that's so cool. But now in hindsight, I don't know. It doesn't feel correct for me. It feels a little gaudy. Huh. Okay. I mean, does it help you to know that in Mila's movies, like, she's naked in almost every single yeah, one? Yeah, I mean... So I'm wondering if this is just part of her contract? I, I don't know. It could be that's like, hey, you know, they're making. She wasn't her doing making a Daisy confused. I'll tell you that. Watch no. it again. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to find it. 
I, I don't know anything about these. Big Pierce. character. Anyway, I don't know anything. Um, I don't know what to call it, but it's like a, a weird onesie leotard thing. The orange with the it's brown. It's almost like suspenders, but they're not. Yeah. Oh, it, I thought it was suspenders. No. And it's like oh. a weird thong situation. Yeah. But. It's such a weird color contrast because you got the top is white, the bright orange, and then you got brown pants yep. and black boots. I'm like, bro, you're all over the place. Work it, With girl. that orange hair. Work it, girl. Yes. It um, is an iconic look. And across the board, the costume design for that movie was fantastic because how can we forget the McDonald's workers' uniforms? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't Don't wait for that ta- day. Don't you mean Taco Bell? Uh, that's nope. Demolition Man. That's Demolition. Oh, you're getting your futures it. confused. All right, fine, whatever, because they switch it. Um, number three is yes. one I actually cosplayed Morpheus. I fucking love the Morpheus outfit. I love the glasses. I love the purple with the the dark muted purple. Yes. The very excellent trench coat. We all have to have a trench coat in our list, I right? I struggled a lot to uh, not include kinda. more Matrix in my list because honestly, like Trinity's outfits throughout the series are yeah. fantastic. And so is, oh my gosh, what the fuck is her character's name? Jada Pickett Smith or Jada Pitt, whatever. Oh, Niobe. Niobe. Her fucking outfit is, like, in the Matrix is fire. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. But, yeah, I always gravitated to Morpheus. I always liked the look. And for me, the most iconic thing was the the slicing with the katana on the car and then shooting it with the Glock. And that look is, like, seared into my brain. I will go to my grave. Lives there rent-free. If I, God forbid, if I ever get Alzheimer's, that's the one memory I'll always have. (laughs) Do you remember Morbius? <laughs> uh, this one. So We're this on is number a, two. Th- this is number two. Okay. This is a movie that most people don't talk about enough. I feel, and it's a film called Jackie Brown. Oh, so, and there's there's a couple of iconic <laughs> scenes with Pam Greer in the flight attendant outfit, yes. which a uh, Pan Am, I think it was. It was Pan Am. Just this bright blue against like a beige background and her walking through an airport. Terminal. Oh, I've seen that opening shot. Yeah. Yeah. That opening shot for me was iconic. And it and you have that excellent soundtrack. You have everything going on. But the but the way Pam sells that outfit and the way she walks, it's almost as if she's modeling it. Like, oh, you can you can wear this and you can flaunt this. Well, that's just it though. Like at that time in the airline industry. They basically were. They were basically models? Like, if you look at old ads from, like, hiring ads for, like, uh, it's... Airlines? Cannot, you cannot be over a certain weight. You have to, like, li- like literally in the ad. Oh, it was Hooters of the time. Basically, yeah. 100%. So you're not far off. But I, I always was gravitated towards that. I always thought it was super iconic and super interesting. Um... That's my number two. My honorable mention is the man with no name Duster from Clint Eastwood trilogy. Ooh, the yeah. brown, yep. how good it looked. Obviously, Marty does it again in Back to the Future Three. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a detective trench coat, and there's the cowboy <laughs> trench yep. coat. Just have a whole collection of them. That'd yeah, be good. just ca- coats. But this coats wasn't really a trench coat. It was like a, it's a duster. Yeah, it's a duster. With the with the two muted browns yep. and just Clint sells it. Um, I love just the presence of the outfit, and you'd never know what he has be underneath the duster. You don't know where his hands are. Yep. And it's always like something 
a te- small tension building in a western, particularly when you don't see the uh, the hands. The poncho is also pretty good. Yes, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. Yes. Um, and number one, that was the only honorable mention. Oh okay. wow! Okay. My number one, number uh, one was difficult for me because I almost put Pam Greer here, but it's Indiana Jones. Of course. Oh, the, the nice. leather, the leather jacket, the whip, the purse. I'm sorry, satchel, uh, the fucking fedora. It belongs in a museum. That is an iconic fucking yep. look. If I ever saw one, I I honestly struggled between putting both that and Han Solo on my list too. Han Solo's that actually really fucking. I mean, good it's, it's a black vest, really. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it, right? In terms of the outfit, and also like knee high oh, boots, right. ain't he? What? In uh, Han Solo, knee-high boots are like boots are yeah, kind of yeah, high. I'm glad they're like, he's wearing they're like shoes. rider boots. I'm glad he's wearing oh. shoes. It's important. You don't want to step anything on those space no, stations. No, no, you don't. It's important. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Indiana Jones, I mean, it's a super uh, common adventure type of thing. Yeah. It's been made fun of ridiculously, sure. you know, purse, satchel, all that. And uh, really, it has, in my opinion, stood the test of time. So... I'm going to go round out my list. Number Absolutely. five, Mad Max Road Warrior. Uh, number four, the orange full body thong, I guess, uh, of Mila Jovovich. Oh, okay. We got uh, number three, Morpheus from the Matrix trilogy. Nice. We don't, we don't count the fourth one. Uh, the Pam Greer, Jackie Brown outfit of the Pan Am uh, stewardess flight uh-huh. attendant. And number one, Indiana Jones. All right, that's a pretty solid list, my dude. I like it. Nice. Thank you. Thank I actually you. thought about putting Indiana Jones, believe it or not, because it yeah, is a so pretty fucking it's, it's, stunning outfit. Yeah, it's it's so just so uh, active wear, you know. Uh huh. Work with anything. All right, so I gotta give a little bit of a preface for my list because a, I, as everyone knows, I'm more of the video game guy, so getting uh-huh. a whole bunch of movie outfits was actually kind of tough for me. Um, not even video game movies. Wait, <laughs> Oh, well, see, I didn't use that. I figured that'd be cheating, right? Honestly, oh I also seriously considered... Uh, King Koopa? King Koopa from uh, from the Super Mario Brothers Wait, movie. would I be allowed to use Alice's dress from the movie? Yeah, I don't see why not. I, see why not. I didn't think about that. Also, that's basically just a less fancy version Robert of Harley's Patrick costume. from Double Dragon. Oh, yeah. That's a nice suit. I, anyway, so, but yeah, I didn't use any video game outfits, and I also, much like uh, Dr. Rude, chose kind of like a stipulation. I said no slashers. Okay. No horror movie slashers, because then I have to go into a whole thing on how their design is used for right. what they're used for, and like... That's how a whole that other show. Out. And I feel like at some point we'll have a thing that's like best slasher designs, and okay. I feel like that's just going to be my list. So we're not going to do that. I've decided to look elsewhere. None of my characters are slashers. Okay. Okay. Right. Moving that forward. I probably forgot some, but you know what? Oh, I definitely did. This is what Save it for got. the Redux. Save it for the Redux. So, starting out with number five, I'm going to go with The Crow, Brandon yeah, Lee. Yeah, dude. This is just such, I, I hate to use the word iconic because we've used it like 50 times, but it is it is literally an emblem of fucking like band angst, like oh, yeah. musician, rocker 100%. angst, like, and it is the epitome it's of it. It's really good. Yeah. I, I think it's such a great, uh, well-designed outfit. Of course, the makeup is part of it. I'm not even just saying that it has to include the fucking face paint. Yep. Um, the, uh, the character himself is very dubious, and we can have a whole discussion about how they are and whether or not they're a good guy and the whole nine yards, but I know his outfit is really fucking nice. So that is going to start with Brandon Lee, the crow. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Right. Sorry, uh, you're gonna notice a theme. There's a lot of black and leather. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't say anything Ooh. about me at all. Uh, number four, not an example of both of the things I said, <laughs> but number four, Sauron's armor from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Uh, look, armor See, I also specifically avoided armor, but that's fine. I get that. Well, he is just his armor. It's not like yeah. Sauron has any other design. Yeah. <laughs> Other than is that the I, dude that, oh, no man can defeat me? Yes. I am no man. The one that gets stabbed, yeah. Got it, got it. I think that armor that looks is, sick as fuck. That, uh, that is, like, ominous armor, too. I, like, it is so, oh, overwhelming. If you ask me, one of my favorite things in the world are suits of armor, but really overly artistic suits of armor that really have make no sense in yeah. a combat way. Like overly I, ornate. Yeah, I, I I love Dark Souls armor, but you don't think none of that's going to fucking work right. in a real fight. Well, some of it, I'm sure. But anyway, so this one is another example of that, but I love the way it looks, the way it shells out. It's yeah. It's got this sort of solidarity. Yes, it's very ominous. I would have also thrown in the, the Nazgul, Nazgul, the guys on the horses. They look super cool. Yeah. The orc armor looks cool. Fucking um, Aragons fucking outfit is amazing too yep. like there's just a lot of great outfits in lord of the rings anyway moving on number three now does this one count i'm gonna Ooh, need help. okay number three jack skellington how much of it is character design and how much of it is actually his outfit that's, that's what i'm saying thing. like if this you was put, the pinstripe this was my pinstripe from earlier. so like i could show you what a person wearing that outfit looks like because right. i own it I do too. I have my my. Uh, and it doesn't suit. look the same. <laughs> but I still think, in terms of people looking, oh, you're right. I guess it doesn't look exactly as good as it does. Obviously, no, there. because we but, don't have the proportions of a 12 foot tall skeleton. That is very true. Uh, you know what? And that's exactly why I was not worried. with like, that mentality. I was worried, like, what well, does that one not really? So work? again, I, I think it counts in terms of just you appreciating the costume that's on screen. I think it counts, but yeah, a level of that is absolutely just the fact that he are looks you, the way he are does. Are you scratching it out? I'm thinking about it. I have backups. What's it? Well, let's fuck it. All right, so keeping up with this theme of skeletons, my ah. backup is Ghost Rider. Nice. That one, I. So cage? just leather jacket and a je and jeans and chains. Okay, and chains. And Wait, a flaming skull head. Wait, but, you know, Ghost Rider one or two? Because they're, uh, they're slightly different. They're slightly I, I different, really but it's remember, still mostly black leather and yeah, chains. I really remember the first one. Oh, but in two, it. he's all black, isn't he? It's all black. Yeah. It's I like, all black, I like the burnt. Jeans. Yeah. No, burnt. I like the jeans, actually. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah. So, yeah, Nick, Nick Cage is Ghost Rider 1. He's in both. Well, I'm I'm just saying that's the Ghost Rider. from yeah. Ghost Rider the, 1. Yes, the, the, there should be another one. Bring him for Avengers. Let's do it. Um, Honestly, they did, uh, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they did Robbie Reyes. Uh, not Robbie Reyes. Uh... Johnny Whatever. Ra no, it is Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes, yeah. Robbie Reyes' Ghost Rider costume looked great, too. Sorry. They've no, done they've I, done other live-action Ghost Riders. Stay point. tuned for the Freaky 5 TV outfits. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, anime will be part of that one. Fuck so, yes. I'm going to change my number three to Ghost Rider. Okay. Sound good? Right. Sound good. Number two. Now, this is the one I got scared that you are going to take when you said yellow, and I was Ooh. like, what the fuck? Don't do that. So... Everyone will say it's from a movie, but this is originally Bruce Lee's yellow jumpsuit oh, okay. from Game of Death. Yes. And, and of course, everyone knows that. Everyone knows Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Everyone knows Tekken. Everyone knows every fighting right. game because everyone has this outfit. It is because it is just so goddamn stylish, flashy, and just, I, I, I want to say trendsetting, because around that time period, the 70s, yeah. it was very, like, you know, groovy, using colors and shit. And I, he brought that, I mean, I'm assuming, okay, because of course I'm, like, 
I'm sure there were other people that did martial arts please, that had flashy clothing. Please tweet at us. Correct us. <laughs> we're, we're starved for attention. I'm Continue. just saying the one that I saw that really screamed like, oh, man, this is a martial arts, uh, martial arts, martial arts outfit is the freaking yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. And it's everywhere. It, it That proves how much of a lasting power it has. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, the, the motorcycle jacket alternative that Kill Bill has is really nice, too. Oh, sure. Yeah. They, they changed it a little bit, and it yes. looks really nice when she's on it. But anyway, that's my number two. So we'll move on to honorable mentions. Yes. Uh, so um, I said I wasn't going to use any slashers, but I can honorably mention them. So here oh, we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's none of the big ones. Wow, he puts himself in a rule. It wasn't on the list. And then makes his own loophole for the it rule. It wasn't on the list. It wasn't on the list. Uh-huh. And I'm not even going to say the big ones. I'm going to say one. Just no. one. Because the okay. other ones are obvious. No. Obviously, Michael's one. Ghost <laughs> uh-huh. anyway. face? No. Well, he's oh yes, he's really good too. All uh, right, ugh. I love Michael Myers. I love Ghostface. Uh-huh. They're my actually my two favorite designs. However, Billy the Puppet. My uh, no. I, if anything, I'd say the cultist outfit's better with the pig face. Anyway, Whoa! <laughs> anyway, part two, Jason. All the, the, the hockey mask. So no. like actually, all Jason. the bag on the head. The bag on the head. Yeah. If I, I for whatever reason, everyone loves. Three and onward, Jason. Of course. But I, for whatever reason, really like Baghead Jason. No, James and I love Jason X with the nanites. Oh, with the metal mask? Fuck yeah. F- that nanites, is pretty metal. bitch. It is pretty metal. It's kids wired with nano machines. machines. Oh, all right. There you go. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying I, I really I like I think it's cool. It just feels a little more generic. It's very basic. It's pretty much already four Ganados. I understand yeah. this. <laughs> Chainsaw Man is the Yeah, I know. I just, for whatever reason, liked that. We'll move on. It's an honorable Also, mention. his weapon in that was like a pitchfork. It was fork. a pitchfork. It, it was really fun. I don't know. It, it was an entirely different way that's of doing it. So character. I think that's why it didn't stick is because it just felt very like redneck horror. Yeah, I guess so. Versus like the hockey mask and jumpsuit was a very became oh, no, a thing. That was, way more unique. That was final. Yeah. Jason. Way more unique with the hockey yeah. mask. Absolutely. Anyway, carry on. I just like the bag. Yeah. Um, we got to get off of slashers. Uh, my other last honorable mention is going to be Bender from Breakfast Club. Oh, I nice, really like bro. that baggy outfit a lot. He was actually on my list. He has a great, I love great that. Great outfit. It's like a brown jacket with like a red flag. Anyway, he's not yeah. on my list. It's lightning round. Sorry, but I like it a lot. Now, on to my number one. Yes. None of you guys are going to fucking know this. Here we go. I'm going to go with Sailor Snakeskin Jacket from Wild at Heart. You want to know why? Oh my god. It's a symbol of individuality and his belief in personal freedom. (laughs) (laughs) My god. Does that movie make you give a shit about that jacket? (laughs) It's a little garish. But that's it's, but that's it's the more than a point. little garish. But that's the point. It's it's flashy. It is it is a symbol of his individuality and his belief in personal freedom. That's exactly why it is so fucking garish. Of course. It's to stand out. Of course a lynch thing would be number one. I uh, yeah, probably. But you know, because a lot of lynch movies have great designs in terms of their characters, but I started thinking through their movies and I'm like, I don't want to use the FBI suit because there's a lot of things that X Files did the same fucking suit. Like, you know, Men in Black is but no, if I had to pick one, it is fucking Nicolas Cage's jacket, Sailor's jacket yeah. from Wild at Heart. I the sna- it's a, it's a snakeskin the one, snakeskin right? yeah. jacket. I would absolutely wear this in real life. I, in fact, I hope to I'm one day. I'm shocked you're not wearing it now. I hope to <laughs> one day, really do, because it, it looks so fucking cool. To describe it, it's a snakeskin jacket with like a bronzish, yellowish kind of color, 
And it is, it's such a fun, it's almost like Indiana Jones Laura is Laura Dern is the female lead yes, in that, right? Yes, it, okay. it's Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern making out for two hours. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's kind of like Indiana Jones' hat to right. where he feels naked without it. Yeah. And he, he vocalizes that. And he's like, oh, babe, you brought my jacket. Oh, uh-huh. Because he's doing like this Elvis impression the entire movie. Yeah. And he actually covers Elvis at some point. So it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I really think it'd be, it, it's a nice pick because it has sentimentality and I would totally fucking wear it in real life. So my, I dig it, man. I like it. Thank you. So my full list, yeah. starting out with number five is The Crow uh, from The Crow. Right. Okay. Uh, number four <laughs> is Sauron's Armor from Lord of the Rings. Number three is not Jack Skellington, and it is Ghost Rider from <laughs> Ghost Rider. Uh, number two is the yellow jumpsuit. Now, I didn't want to say from Kill Bill. I fucking knew it. I'm Sorry. in my list, bitch. I know. Let me, wait two seconds. Fine. Fucking Kill Bill. It's B- about your list, but get end of, uh, end of Damn it. Now you're making me forget the Bruce Lee movie. God damn it. Game of End. Aim of den, End of Dragon. Enter the. Yes. All right. Got it. Enter the Lee. Enter the Lee. Uh, the yellow jumpsuit. Brandon Lee's jumpsuit. And number one, Sailor Snake skin jacket. Tallahassee wears the same jacket in Zombieland. Oh my god, he does, doesn't he? Does he? Uh-huh. Yeah. He does. That 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 intentional? Yes, 100% intentional. Okay. I don't know. Absolutely. Okay, all right. I'm a really big fan of leather jackets and I hope that reflected in my list here today. You don't say. And suits of armor. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you think of any other interesting outfits that you like from movies, be sure to let us know on our Fan Freaks Facebook as well as our Twitter. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. Or you could yell at us individually. And I can be found at Bone King TV on Twitter and Twitch. And you can find my cohorts at... Agent Doodliness on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. That's D-R, Rude M-D. And you can also see what's up with uh, us and our other podcasts by going to our website, fanfreaks.com. That's right. Other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, teasy. I like mm-hmm. that. I found the snakeskin jacket, but Jesus Christ, $180. No, this oh, is why that's I, cheap. This is why I said I hope to, because it is but I don't know. it's expensive. $180 is not bad. For that? Yeah, actually, it's really good. I don't know if it's a... Le- because it says, I don't know if it's the same one. It's pretty similar. It's pretty close. It's yeah. pretty close. I would definitely, that's actually pretty close. It'd have to be more fitted to me. It looks huge. But still, absolutely love that fucking jacket. It's, it's, I wanted to stray away from outfits that the characters made important. But at the same time, it's kind of inevitable. Yeah. So, either but way. Let's go ahead and get into our shout outs. Yes, let's do it. As usual, I want to shout out my hunt boys. Jeff, Scott. Uh, it's been a, it's uh, Justin Jeff, Justin yeah about uh, M- me ma yeah you doesn't listen to the fucking show but it's Jeff Justin Scott yeah they listen yes are, are you not Thank impressed you. that I got all of them when I was recording with Vinny oh I haven't finished listening that's right I got all of them buddy you sure did. Uh, my sister Cheyenne, they're incredible. Thank you so much for listening. They, uh, she, uh, they and I are gonna have talk tomorrow because they just caught up on the podcast. Oh, nice. They've got notes for me. So, Wait, what? Yeah, for you or just for you? us? Well, I'm sure it's in general for us, but they've got things to say about the last five episodes. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so I'll let tell you them know. to get a Twitter. They was gonna say tag us on Twitter. <laughs> That's never happening. Uh, 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 and as always, again, I, I'm always grateful to the freaks that have been with us for so long. They keep listening. You guys are awesome. Dude, who do you got? Uh, Lindsay Misleading, our resident Satana Zatara, Jesus Valentine, Nicholas Yuritek. Also, oh, first of all, let me let me go oh, back no. to Jesus Valentine. Oh, do we oh God. What I happened? love you to death, bro, but fuck off. 
What? Which what? is which you is capital keep... F and capital O off. So like, all the way off. The Batman is an incredible fucking movie. So we went from just fucking... just to let you know how wrong he is. This is the same guy who loves fucking BVS. He hated the Batman because he hates Robert Pattinson with a passion. And I said, "Are you fucking serious?" Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. So we fuck went. You. So we went from fuck off. No, fuck you to fuck off. Yes, that's where we're going here now. With Jesus, right? Okay, just want to double check. Uh, Nicholas Uretic, uh Robo, Robo, oh. Robo, Robert's Robert <laughs> Robert Stone Age, Robert Stone Age, Cody, CJ, Kalani, much love. Sorry, I butchered. Robot Stone Age. Sorry, there you go. Uh, Paul Fusick, Oscar Ortiz, and Samuel Torres. All righty. That's, that's, thank you so much. Now it's my turn. I'm going to go with uh, Von Kondersmite, Beefy Sumo, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Julian the Czar, Megan Peepo, Crows of the Damned, Lindsay Misleading, love you, Izumi Chenmaru, CJ the DJ, Boogie, Boogle, yeah, I call him Boogie, and Burnsy. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate appreciate y'all. Oh my gosh. Apart. We're all falling apart here. <laughs> Thank you guys stunned. so much, freaks. We'll catch you later. That's right. We gotta hit our tailor. We keep falling apart. My suit is falling. Where's the boob tape? <laughs> I need my boob tape. Mila Jovovich has never used it. She's like, what? She what did, tape? and nothing else. The bandages. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> See ya.